0: It's week one, and it's time to start putting some bets, putting some money where our mouth is. And I've got my new best friend joining us right here on the LineStar app. So let's get in the huddle because the pre snap wagering show starts right now.
1: Now it's time for the pre-snap podcast NFL weekly wagering edition brought to you by line star app support the show go line star premium now at linestarapp.com. don't forget to rate subscribe now here are your hosts betting experts Joe P. and Mike Randall. Hey
0: yo what's up everybody it's me Joey P. Joe P. and welcome welcome to the pre-snap right here on the line star app it's me. Joe Pizapia. and I know, I know, don't worry, Chris Meany's fine, He is uh, he's still in Canada, and everything's fine, he is uh, underneath uh, a lot of winter coats, I'm sure, already, because it's September, and I'm sure it's, I don't know, minus four, wherever it is, where he is in Canada, but that's okay, because I've got a new friend, and my new friend, you might know him from, uh, well, pretty much everywhere in fantasy right now, like, this guy's all over the place, you think I'm bad, this guy is right on my tail, he's the one, the only, at Randall Rand, Mike Randall, Mike, welcome to the program we're so excited to have you helping us and helping all of our listeners with all their wagering and all their sports betting going forward for this NFL season so welcome to the show
1: baby Joe it is an honor and a pleasure to be here this is fantastic (laughs) we kicked it off last night with a snooze fest of the first game but overall we're ready to roll oh it's terrible
0: terrible And, and you know what's so funny everybody laughed at me yesterday when I was like you gotta go the under in that game Does everybody know how good the Bears defense is? I don't care. Aaron Rodgers, fine Hall of Famer, but you got to go the under. I mean, it's week one. Teams aren't really all together yet. And the teams that are together are going to roll over some teams that aren't. But this one just reeked of under. So I'm not surprised. I I don't know. Everybody already is hot taking the whole David Montgomery thing. And I got to be honest with you, Mike. I'm still a huge Montgomery guy. He looked good in this game. He just didn't get enough opportunities. And Trubisky didn't help move the chains at all. So I'm not going to hang it on Montgomery or even the timeshare, because, you know, if you go three and out all the time, it's really hard for anybody to get the football.
1: I'm already buying on Montgomery. I was looking hey, this morning, know. trying to get him in my fantasy leagues. The one reception, 27 yards. Listen, they do this timeshare early on, and the coaches sometimes you have to – you can lead a horse to water, right, Joe? But you can't make him drink. Uh, Montgomery's going to be the league guy. I'm looking for him all over the place. I was impressed with what I saw. And me I think Nagy will we'll give it to him eventually. I well, agree. you're not getting him in flex because I own him in that league with
0: you. So you're not getting him there. You <laughs> want you to know. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to go game by game here, give you the lines, give you the breakdowns tell you our thoughts, and then hopefully arm you with everything you need to be successful this weekend. So let's start with a game that I think is going to be super hot, and that's the Atlanta Falcons at Minnesota Vikings. So uh, the Vikings right now are minus four here. They are at home, obviously. The over-under in this game is 48. Uh, That Falcons defense, Mike, is not good. Uh, Looking at this number at 48, I don't see how this doesn't go over just because, I, I mean, look, I mean, these are two very potent offenses, The Vikings' defense is not what it was a couple years ago in theory. I think they were a little overrated coming into last year. So what are your thoughts? Let's start with the over that 48 number. I say, personally, I think this one goes over. What say you?
1: I definitely think it goes over. I agree with the Atlanta defense as well. Matt Ryan did not look good in the preseason. He didn't have any time with Julio Jones. I remember watching that jet game in the preseason, and mm. they left Matt Ryan in at home until the pretty much the end of the first half, and he couldn't click. But Jones will be back. He makes everything okay. I think Atlanta's offense is going to roll. They were explosive. They got upgrades on the offensive line. I agree. I don't think the defense is good. I think Minnesota gets right. You saw Dalvin Cook make a huge explosion there. 80 plus yard touchdown run. So the over to me is the play here no doubt okay what about that minus four number on the viking side what do you think about this one I'm going to lean with the Vikings, uh, Atlanta on the road. And man, they got something like, I think 13 games in a dome this year. And certainly that's going to click. I just think that I don't think Atlanta's offense is going to click this early. And I like the, the Diggs feeling combination, Dalvin cook in the backfield. And I got to see it first. I'm like Missouri with the show me state. I want to <laughs> see Atlanta's defense actually come forward here and step up. So I'll give the points here and take the home team in the Vikings.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there as well. I, I really do, and uh, I think Freeman's going to be a sight for sore eyes for this offense. He really is, but uh, man, I don't know, man. I do all the the write-ups on fan tracks for the, you know, you know, here's the offseason recap for every team, and, man, I just looked at that Falcons defense, and all I kept thinking was, yeah, I know they're getting some guys healthy, but talent-wise, I don't know, man. I'm looking for Thielen to have a big game in this one, too. I know everyone's a little worried about Cousins. But Phelan has a really good matchup there, uh, so just keep an eye on him. Let's move on to Baltimore at Miami against the Tanks. I mean the Dolphins. Excuse me. I don't know what that did. I say Tank.
1: That's crazy.
0: <laughs> uh, Baltimore Ravens here are favored by six and a half in this one. Let's start with that. Uh, geez, man. I mean this this Dolphins team. They have zero offensive line. They uh, the defense is certainly nothing to write home about. They're going to have their hands full with one of the most athletic, if not the most athletic, quarterback in the NFL. Six and a half. I thought this was actually a pretty good opportunity. I think. I think personally that
1: uh, they're they're going to win by more than this. Don't you? I think the Ravens are going to smash this game. Their de- <laughs> their defense looks so good. They have Earl Thomas there. They're pressuring the quarterback again. Miami is in full tank mode. Their offensive line is in shambles. Pro football focus ranked Miami's offensive line last before they got rid of Laramie Tunsil. So I think the Ravens are going to roll here. They have to stop Lamar Jackson, who's going to run all over the place. And you know Fitzpatrick, right? They, if you get pressure to him, he can turn the ball over. This could be a pick six for Baltimore. Love the Ravens here in Miami.
0: Now, the 38-and-a-half, that's a different story because I think they'll – the. My feel of this game is Baltimore will absolutely control. I think you're going to see Lamar Jackson go over 100 yards rushing. I think you're going to see Ingram go over 100 yard rushing, as we talked about yesterday on the the DFS show with me and Chris Meaney. So if they're going to be able to control the offense that much and control the clock, I just don't see how Miami can put enough offense together to go over this 38 and a half because it takes
1: two to tango with the overs, and I just don't think uh, Miami has their dancing shoes on. Especially early in the season, and I, Lamar Jackson has improved. He improved his completion percentage at Louisville every single year. So I do think Lamar Jackson is going to get more accurate and is going to play a lot better. I just don't know in Week One if he's going to come out and blast it right away. Yeah. I agree, it's going to be a or running they game. They need him to. They're, they're right, they're exactly. need him to. You know, and if it's they get like up, they're going to the run game the plan. ball. Yeah, yeah. they get up. They're going to run the ball. Totally agree with you. I think the under is the play here. I see it rolling like a game last night. Let's make it 17-3, 17-7, you know, even 20 to 10, something like that. But I I wouldn't lean the under here as well. Now, I, I
0: guess here's one question. I'm going to throw it out there because it happened last year. Are you worried at all about Ryan Fitzpatrick showing up and the Magic being back? I'm not, but I just want to know what your temperature is there.
1: If you're telling me that Fitzmadrick (laughs) is going to show up with Devontae Parker, I'll take my chances. (laughs) This is not Deshaun Jackson sprinting down New Orleans last year in the first game. This is at home. He's got a weak receiving core. He's going to be looking for Albert Wilson cutting over the middle. I'll take my chances there. All right. The Jets are favored by two and a half. And I mean, this is going to be a a squeaker. Let me tell you,
0: because this Bills defense, I think, is very for real. They're physical. They were physical last year. The secondary is terrific. And you want to talk about not seeing guys together. We haven't seen Le'Veon Bell with Sam Darnold all offseason. So that concerns me. Practice is one thing, and uh I get it. I'm I'm just a little concerned about the Jets and their rhythm. Of all the teams, this is certainly one that really pops to me with concern. That two and a half favorite at home, this is another one that I think could be an upset where the Bills go in on the road and Josh Allen and company, because Allen's got a lot more weapons to work with now. I, I like the Gore Singletary backfield. I'm glad that McCoy's been moved on. So let's start here. What do you think of this Bills-Jets game here with the two and a half with the Jets' favored at home?
1: I like Sean McDermott. I like the Bills' <laughs> defense. I also think the Jets' secondary is weak. Josh Allen – had a tremendous deep ball last year. I know he's not accurate, but John Brown's going to sneak behind that defense for some big plays. I think the bills defense is for real. I don't buy the jets defense right now, particularly the secondary. And although Sam Darnold looked good, he went right down the field there a couple times in the preseason. I'm going with the bills here. I think the team is solid. And I think they they got a chance at a wild card spot this year. I really believe that. Now, what do you think of the 40 and a half on this
0: game and the over under? Because again, that's, I think that's right around where it should be. It's, and you, and uh, let me also put this out too. We will be the show that says, no, walk away from this. Like, we're not going to be like, oh, yeah, this is great. That's great all the time. Some things we're just going to walk away from. This is one that I'm walking away from the over-under in this game because I don't have a feel for this at all with these two teams in week one. I don't know exactly who's going to be the guy for Josh Allen yet or how that's all going to work out. I just feel like Buffalo is going to find a way to win this football game. But what do you think about the over-under 40 and a half?
1: I would walk away also because, you, you know, I remember Seattle played the Rams a couple of years ago when Seattle had that tremendous defense and the Rams were still in St. Louis. I'm going back here on you, Joe. Sorry. I, I know. That's all right. But, I'm old. but, but some, <laughs> sometimes, those, sometimes those early defensive battles go the other direction. I do like the Bills play here a lot, but I'm not ready to hold with a hard line of 40. I'd pass as well. Yeah. All right. So let's go to this next one, which I think is the trap of all traps
0: here. Kansas City at Jacksonville. Uh, the the Kansas city chiefs are favored by three and a half on the road here. And this is another defense that I'm just, look, they lost pieces. Tyron Matthews is a great player and yeah, they brought in a couple other guys, but I don't think it's an improvement overall. If anything, it's a push and a push. When you look at last year, they were at the bottom everywhere and I don't love the Jaguars. Everybody knows I, for the last three months, all I've done is basically crap on the Jaguars, but It's the Chiefs defense, and I think they're going to keep this one super close. I think Foles, with D.D. Westbrook and Fournette, of all the weeks for them to be good, this is the week at home against this Chiefs defense. This number scares the hell out of me. (laughs) i got to be honest with you. Maybe maybe the Chiefs will come and roll. Uh, God knows Mahomes, I think, is the best quarterback going right now, but what's your take on this, Mike? Are you afraid of this three and a half like I am?
1: I am afraid of the three and a half because I think the Jaguars offense is going to be much improved. Fournette looks fantastic, lost 20 pounds. I saw an article, I think it was Bleacher Report, talking about how he really committed himself in the offseason. He looked like the focal point of the offense and you nailed it. The guy for me is DeeDee Westbrook. He's going to have a massive target share and that Chiefs defense is not good. They're starting on the road here. You know know Jacksonville can probably play a little bit with Kansas City, maybe slow them down. I think it's a, a, a game that's going to be very very close i like in fact we to talk about props later i like Foles. i like dd westbrook whatever those props end up being with total receiving yards passing yardage i like the over there on those as well so yes i agree i think this is a very close game and the t- and all the money is coming in on kansas city yeah not and they're not, oh and they're not moving the line which makes if, if vegas knows it's why those buildings are up there right If vegas <laughs> doesn't move the line be careful i'm with you yeah i it's
0: let me tell you man this is this is real dangerous and they do not guard guys out of the slot well you know just go back to the afc championship game look at julian edelman running muck everywhere <laughs> so i mean it's just yeah, look let's let's look at this over under two because that number is 51 and a half now that's a big number but i gotta be honest with you i'm also don't believe that is even with the talent they have still in jacksonville i don't know if anybody can stop Mahomes, and, and if you can Maybe you stop him for a half, but you're not stopping him for an entire game. And he just needs a half to put up 30 on you. I actually think the over in this one is a lock at 51 and a half. I like that way more than the spread on this one.
1: The over is a lock because Andy Reid early in the season is outstanding. And like I said, this Jacksonville offense has improved. Uh, Both of those things I'd go over.
0: All right, let's go on to uh, Los Angeles Rams at Carolina Panthers. Now we got some great news because God knows I'm the Todd Gurley truther around these parts that's the (laughs) if they're the only thing that i don't own him in is his flex with you i think that's the i got him everywhere and uh i love this news where it's like oh no he's not going to be limited week one we're not going to limit his touches at all and i love that that was music to my ears and why not why would you i mean he's he's not breaking down yet i understand last year was a very disappointing end to the season but another guy in fantastic shape took some weight off they're managing him better and i think they just realized hey if we want this guy to be in it through January, we got to make sure that he is upright and we got to make sure that we don't ride him into the ground in between games. That's where they went wrong last year. It wasn't in the games. It was in between games, especially when cup went down. So right now the Rams are favored by two on the road in Carolina. Obviously, you know, a lot of stuff going on in the Carolina region, but it doesn't look like anything's going to really affect that game. So uh, let's start there. Uh, what do you think of this Rams-Panthers with this uh, minus two on the Rams side?
1: This one makes me nervous as well. This, is, this one reeks to me of the coach speak. I know they're saying that Gurley's going to get all these touches, but we've heard a lot of things. And sometimes you have to decipher what's real and what's not. I don't know about this game. You know that the Rams have a very strong secondary here, there. So Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, not sure how that's going to go. McCaffrey's going to be the focus of the offense. I think Gurley gets his touches, but this is one that just feels odd to me here, especially on the road. I'm not sure about this one. I'll tell you what, I, I'm I'm not going near this
0: game. The over-under is 50. That's another number that I think is a very tricky one because I'm not exactly sure where everything is. We know Cam Newton was also dealing with that little bit of an injury, so he missed a little time in camp there after that preseason game. So uh, this is one of those where – It's this can go so many different ways because of the kind of talent that's in this game when you have so much premier talent, the Rams are nothing but premier talent. And, you know, you got McCaffrey, you got Cam Newton, you got a lot to like on the Carolina side. So I'm passing on the 52. How about you, Mike?
1: Yeah, I'll pass on that as well. Interesting point here. You talk about when teams have great success in one-score games. That is not sticky from year to year. Last year, the Rams were 6-1 and in one-score games, and the Panthers were 3-7. and So if you believe, like I do, there's going to be some regression there, this could be a Panther sneaky win or a real close game either way, one way or the other. So that's what kind of scares me as well.
0: That's a fantastic point, Mike. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, too much goes into the past history, I think, when people bring up past history of betting, I'm always like, okay, well, you know, that's that's great. Well, who was the quarterback then? Or who was this? Or what was the scenario? or the games that they were playing? You know, especially with football, it's so different year over year. And the scenarios are so different year over year. And the personnel is so different. So, I don't know. I, I don't just think that's way overrated. Tennessee Titans at Cleveland Browns. Here we go. Everybody's waiting for the Cleveland Browns. They're favored by five and a half in this one at home, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, so are you uh, drinking the Kool-Aid here in Cleveland? The, the Brown Kool-Aid, which I don't know what flavor that is, but it looks gross. So I don't want to drink it. But anyway, Cleveland Browns five and a half. You think they can do that against the Titans and their, uh, oh, let's just say unspectacular offense. I'll put it mildly. It's week one.
1: I'm kind of leaning with the five and a half. I saw OBJ getting interviewed and he said, quote, his injury to his foot is as good as it's going to get. And he hasn't really been able to open up. And he's going to try to open it up in the game. That is not what you want to hear from your star wide receiver. I know they're home Tennessee. I believe in their offensive line, although they still have the suspension. So they're a little bit banged up five and a half. You know, when the line's around five, I kind of feel like Vegas. isn't sure exactly what to make it there. Cause you know, you're usually looking three and seven. They split the difference and put in the middle. Not sure about this one, but if you maybe pick, I'm going to take the five and a half with Tennessee on the road. I want to see it with Cleveland first. Everyone's hot on Cleveland. They're, they're projected to win the division. The bets are rolling in in Vegas, but five and a half just seems a little too rich for me. Yeah, I I, I, I definitely could see that, man. I, I really can.
0: Uh, this Cleveland team, they are so much hype, and it was nothing please me more than for them to be really good. But the only thing that would please me almost as much as them for to be disappointing. And, and like, just because of the personalities <laughs> on that team and watching Beckham and Baker Mayfield fight with each other and all this stuff, I oh, god, it. Would, you know, I'd have my popcorn and, and just, just be waiting and watching that. It could be fantastic. The number is 45 on this one. So do you think we get to this one or is this an under?
1: No, I like the over on this one. I, okay. I like them I like them putting some points up. I think they're going to follow. I think Derrick Henry is going to be okay. He smashed at the end of last year. Mariota is healthy. He still has those stats where he's prolific in the red zone. The issue has been the health here. Delaney Walker scored a touchdown in the preseason, so he's back. I think both teams are going to score here a little bit, so I, I like the over on that one. The Browns weren't great against the run last year either,
0: so if, if there is a moment here for Derrick Henry – This could be it, so keep that in mind. Washington Redskins and Eagles. All right, here we go. Minus 10. Uh, I think that's a pretty safe number. You know, you always worry about garbage time, but it's Case Keenum, and there's so few weapons here, Mike, where I actually think the 10 is comfortable. I think it's okay. I don't love it. I'm not, you know, (laughs) anytime you have this, it always makes me panic because I feel like the Eagles are going to jump ugly. They're going to have a lead, and they're going to sit on it, and then you'll see in garbage time the Redskins kind of claw their way back, and they could ruin this. It could absolutely ruin this by by you know losing by nine and just piss everybody off. What's your take on this Eagles Redskins game?
1: Oh, boy, that Redskins offensive line is horrific. The two plays in fantasy this week for defense, I picked them up in my home league, both of them. The Ravens, of course, at the Dolphins and the Eagles at home. uh, Ravens, I'm sorry, at Miami and the Eagles at home against the Redskins. I think the Eagles are going to maul the Redskins. I think their offense is still in disarray. I like Darius Geis. I root for Darius Geis, of course, got him in a a bunch of best ball leagues. But I think this Eagles defense is going to swarm. They play very well at home. I expect the Eagles to have a big one here. All right. The number is 45 on this one, though.
0: So, again, if you if you, you know don't like the Redskins offensive line and all this stuff, can they do enough here in your head? I mean, you know, can this be a 31-14 kind of game or is it going to more be a 24-3 kind of game or 24-10 kind of game?
1: I think they can. I think they're going to have to hit some big plays. I love Trey Quinn as a wide receiver, Me you know, too. potential yeah. prop. Talked about nuts. him all day yesterday on yesterday's show. He's going to be getting open in the slot. That's, a you know, the slot, Your short to intermediate routes is not a typical area where a team's going to take away. They'll give you that all day. So I think he's a guy you can look for. I think the Redskins will put up enough points. I will go with the over here. Seattle at home is usually a lock. They got a
0: bad defense coming into town with the Bengals. Uh, Seahawks a little banged up on offense though, too. Not quite a hundred percent DK Metcalf's going to play in this one. They're also, you know, they they don't have more in this, but look, it's probably gonna be a heavy Chris Carson day. I think we all think that's going to be the expectation.
1: Uh, So can they cover the nine and a half at home, Mike? This is a high number. And the reason I'm concerned about it is because I think it's going to be a close game. A Leopard cannot change their spots. I think that Schottenheimer is going to still be conservative. I think he's only going to let Russell Wilson go when necessary. That wide receiving core in Seattle is hurt. DK Metcalf looks like he's okay, and he's going to be ready to roll. He's calling himself Wolverine, okay, that he recovered so quickly from the surgery. I like Seattle in this game. I just think the number's a little high. I think it's going to be a very slow-paced game early on. I think Seattle's defense, with clowning, they're going to come to play. Fans are going to be into it. It's a huge home field advantage. I'm just concerned that that number's too high. I do expect Seattle to win. Very comfortable with that. But that's an awful lot of points to give in a first game with a team like Seattle that's going to probably be conservative and only throw when Schottenheimer really has to do that. And their receiving course banged up. So are you punting on this, or are you going at it? I'm going to punt on it because I don't okay. want to have like a backdoor cover late, you know, where where are Seattle. No, that's, and, like, that's why I bring it up because yeah, I, I think what you're saying is true. So that only leaves you one of two
0: options. You're either going at it or you're running away from it. So
1: I'm going to run away from it. I, I like Seattle to win, but I don't want it to be a 2013 game. That's, that's going to drive me crazy. Off of the 44. Yeah, I think they'll hit that because I I think eventually they'll get enough points in the second half. I think Seattle will put it away late. So uh, it's probably a pun on both for me, but I like the over better than I like giving the nine and a half with Seattle. Uh, Let me
0: tell you something too. Like, you know, (laughs) some of these lines are are the over-unders are pretty high and it's week one. Historically, you know, just saying most teams aren't all clicking (laughs) all cylinders so as we saw last night yeah yeah there's gonna be a lot more unders so just just generally speaking if you're looking for an over it better be like we went back to that chiefs game it better be that kind of an over (laughs) it's gonna be an over where it's a lock other than that i think you stick with a lot of the unders here uh this next one this is my this is my one this is it colts at chargers uh it's a plus six and a half there for the colts there uh let me tell you something ah not only do i think the colts are gonna cover this I think the Colts are going to win this game. How about that? There's my – that's that's what's going to come. We'll talk about this a little later in Upset Special. I'll give them more reasons. But uh, what are your thoughts on this one? I, I think the Chargers, no Derwin James, no Melvin Gordon, a lot of drama in the offseason. I don't know, man. Colts have this – I think they're going to have this us-against-the-world attitude go on the road here. I think they could shock everybody with a W.
1: It's possible. I do like the Chargers in this game, but I, I think the nobody believes in us theory is true with the Colts there. If this game was in Indianapolis, I would be all over the Colts to win this game. Uh, even though the Chargers don't have a huge home field advantage out there, certainly California, I kind of like the Chargers here to take control. I, I think they're super talented. I bet they're over for the for the season win total at, at nine and a half. I even went with 10. You know, last year they ended up 12 and four. They had a huge win at Kansas City late. I do like the Chargers to pull away here in the second half, but I agree. It's frisky. I agree with you so do you think so you think the Chargers are going to cover that six and a half because yeah, I, 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 oh, I, I, yeah. so. I I don't buy I don't buy Jacoby Brissett I don't I think that, that Wright does a good job I just don't think there's been enough prep time here I think Brissett gets a couple games under him he's going to smash at home in a spot where no one's expecting him I just don't think this is it I think that that defensive line gets pressure on him and causes some turnovers
0: Debate is healthy. Debate is good. I think he's gotten a lot of prep time because, hey, luck hasn't been there all offseason, really. So why wouldn't Jacoby Brissett? He should be comfortable with the ones by now. He's been running them in practice the whole time. The number is 44 and a half
1: over or under on this one. I'm going to go over. I like that offense. I think Phillip Rivers has the next – besides the Saints, Phillip Rivers and the Chargers have the most passes to running backs than anybody in the NFL. So I like Austin Eckler to have a big game here. Melvin Gordon, see you later. You never, you weren't over four yards per carry, Melvin, okay, until the last year. (laughs) You're overplaying your hand. So I like the offense to click. Watch for Mike Williams. (laughs) Watch for Mike Williams, too, to have a big game.
0: Oh, love me some Mike Williams. We talked about him yesterday, too. Mike, you are fitting in so well. You're right in here with the family. Look, Trey Quinn, Mike Williams. I mean, what more can we – We want out of Mike Randall here. Uh, This next one. See you later, kids. The Lions at Cardinals Lions are favored by two and a half on the road. I want nothing to do with this game and 46 and a half. I'm taking the under. I just I'm just sorry. I want nothing to do with this game. I'm running in the other direction, but maybe Mike is running towards it. Mike, what do you think about this one?
1: I'm going to only run towards this game for specific prop bets and things like that. Cliff Kingsbury was not a successful coach in college. We've seen massively (laughs) successful coaches like Nick Saban come Uh into the NFL and struggle, especially early. Chip Kelly, exactly. (laughs) So I'm not sure that Cliff Kingsbury and his sub-500 record there, whatever it is, coming into the league is going to smash in the first week. And the Cardinal secondary is depleted. Patrick Peterson is out. He's suspended. They have injuries in the secondary. So the only plays that I like here, I'm with you. I'm not betting the game. I'm not betting the, the, the odds. I love the Kenny Galladay, Matthew Stafford stack, things like that. that's where i'm going in this game and by the way larry fitzgerald i don't care that he's 36 he's going to be a a huge safety valve on a team that really doesn't have a great tight end by the way charles clay if you will he's going to be a guy that murray's going to look for here i could see him going over in receptions as well i agree there's there's too much variability here i'm not sure about it all right you got the giants at dallas Ezekiel Elliott will be there cowboys minus seven at home what's your take on this one mike this, these games are usually close, but that offensive line with the return of Travis Frederick is solid. I would love Tony Pollard and DFS if he was playing. Zeke is back. I think Michael Gallup has a big game. I just don't think the Giants have enough on offense to keep this one close. So I'll take the Cowboys and give the points.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you too. 45 and a half is the number here. What are your thoughts on
1: there? I'll go on the over as well. Dak Prescott looked tremendous in the preseason. He was on fire. If Amari Cooper can actually play and and have a decent game, I think he'll be fine. Sterling Shepard should be fine for the Giants as well. And, of course, if you have Saquon Barkley, he's going to make things happen. You can't stack the box on Saquon. You keep doing that, and he's going to bust those yards. I I, I saw a stat once that he – has the second most runs of like 49 yards or more in the league of a current active player. And he only, he's only been in the league for one year. So because of those offensive playmakers on both sides there, I'll take the over. All right. This next one's practically a pickup. We got the
0: bucks at home favored by one against the 49ers, but the over under is 51. Uh, this is another one to me over, you know, this is one of the few spots where I think offensively, these teams are going to just, this, this is another one of those shootouts. There's not going to be many, but I think this is going to be one of them. Uh, just, historically speaking i mean bucks defense not very good 49ers i'm not sold on but i think that uh a healthy jimmy garoppolo here against this soft buccaneers defense i think can uh put up some points and keep pace so i feel pretty good about this over it's one of the few i feel good about do
1: you feel good about it i feel fantastic about <laughs> it i think if he can have if if Kyle Shanahan can have Nick Mullins put up back-to-back 400-yard and 300-yard passing games last year. Now he has Jimmy G. I know the receiving core is a little banged up, which I'm concerned about. I think the over is going to smash here. I think this is a high shootout game. Pass defense for the Niners. No defense for Tampa Bay. Weapons galore all over the place. I'm with you. Love the over in this game.
0: All right, let's move on uh, to the evening game. My New England Patriots taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hate when these big games are opening week. I don't like it. I like to settle into the season and then have this kind of matchup. I don't like it in week one. I don't like it at all. Uh, The Pats are favored by five and a half. I'll, I'll tell you what, man, I, I'll take Pittsburgh side of this one. These games are historically very close. I think if it was three and a half, it would be a much tougher game to pick. I do think the Pats will win, but I think it's going to be more like by a field goal. What say you, Mike Randall?
1: Tomlin is great as a road underdog when he's been in, he's been in Pittsburgh. I think this is a close game. I do like New England. I think I think Devin Bush is basically replacing Ryan Sh- Shazier on that defense, and he's played very well. I think this is going to be a tough game as well. I think it's going to be close. I'm with you. I will take the points. I do like the Pats, of course, at home, prime time, Brady, the whole thing. But I like the Steelers here to keep this one close. Uh, 49, I'm running away from this one too. I don't have a beat on this one at all. Do you? If I had to pick... I'm going to run away. If I had to pick for the reasons that you outlined before, I'm going to tend to lean under, you know, this, you know, that Belichick's going to take away the best weapon of the other team. I remember when Jimmy Graham was smashing in new Orleans, they came up to new England and he had zero catches. My point with this is he's going to take away Juju Smith Schuster. So he's yes. going to be eliminated. So if you do that and you take that away, then this, this game could definitely go under. I think Juju has a Devontae Adams-like game last night. He's going to disappoint people. This is not the spot. You don't want to mess with Belichick. And for all the reasons people like the over, I would lean the under a little bit. But I, I, I don't like this line at all.
0: All right, Houston Texans, New Orleans Saints. Now get your, uh, get your, get your uh, popcorn ready for this one. This is gonna be fun because you got the Saints and Texans, two very good offenses here, two of the premier wide receivers, two of the premier quarterbacks. So the New Orleans Saints are favored by six and a half. Uh, are you comfortable there with the six and a half
1: for New Orleans at home against the Texans? I am. Are you? I love the six and a half with the Texans in this game. I think it's Ooh. way too much. I think it's way too much. The the Texans have a good run defense. One of the most underreported stories has been that Drew Brees' arm strength is not what it used to be. When he got picked off in the playoff game against Minnesota a couple years ago, he underthrew. Ted Ginn was wide open. That was the point I was sitting there with a beverage, Joe, and I said to myself, (laughs) boy, that's not a throw he normally misses on the carpet. But since then, I've been watching it carefully. I think it's way too many points. The Texans have offensive weapons all over the place here. They got Kenny Stills. They got Duke Johnson now. I would not be surprised that the, the Texans are going to put a points. I think it's way too many points. I'm actually going to take that the, the points here with the Texans. All right. The 52 and a half is the number. So you going on the over there as well. Yeah, I'm going to go the over. I, I think both teams will be able to move the ball effectively. It's just the Texans offense here with Deshaun Watson. He's going to want to keep this game close. Both teams are going to put a points. I'll take the over all right. So last but certainly not least the Antonio Brown drama continues on
0: man when that news broke yesterday. I was just laughing. I have zero shares anywhere of Antonio Brown and I just feel like the dude realizes that, hey, wait, Oakland's not going to be very good. I don't want to play here. <laughs> I think that's exactly when he's just finding a way out. He's an evil genius. But in the meantime, this is not good for the Oakland Raiders, I don't think, at home. Uh, they are uh, underdogs at home. Two and a half is the number. So I think the Broncos go in and cover that.
1: Give me Denver. Absolutely. I'll <laughs> give the points. I mean, I put out a tweet the other day. Hunter Renfro is pretty much going to yes. be the wide receiver. Terrell Williams is a feast or famine guy. He's not going to And gonna it's get funny, I picked anymore.
0: him up in our, in our flex league. I picked him up after waivers ran because no one did. I was like, I'm going to pick
1: up Renfro just in case this whole Antonio Brown thing really gets out of control. <laughs> right now. So now he's going against a no fly zone. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I just can't buy it. At the best prop that I saw, which I thought was really funny, by the way, is the length of the Antonio Brown suspension over under one and a half games. What would you think on that? What would you take?
0: Uh, I don't know if they'll be able to suspend him for more than one game, but it doesn't matter if they avoid his contract. How does that affect the bet?
1: You know right, right. What I mean? that's, that's Technically, it.
0: it's not a suspension. So I would actually take the one and then realize they're going to avoid the – I think they just want, like, no, we're done. The, Mike Mayock is a – I like Mike Mayock. I'm a Mike Mayock guy. He is one of, I think, the brightest football minds out there for the most part. Everybody gets something wrong once in a while, especially when you do as much coverage. God knows we all do, too. But whenever I listen to a Mike Mayock broadcast, I always felt smarter after it was over as a football fan. And I think he's really trying to remake this organization. That's why they brought in the kind of people they did. I think they were hoping they could get Antonio Brown to be that guy but at the end of you know be part of that hey we're going to change the culture you're from a winning culture yeah you're a little wacky but you know what we can support that where the Oakland Raiders is part of our gig but man i don't know i feel like i think they have buyer's remorse and i think they're going to move on and they're going to send a message to everybody because i think that's what's more important to them and my goodness if you're Antonio Brown there's really only two teams you can really stick it to the Steelers with it's the Ravens which i don't think he wants to go play there necessarily not with Lamar Jackson or it's New England which yeah, is going right. to piss a lot of people off but not me. I'm loving it because he's not going to mouth up with Belichick and Brady. And if he does, he'll be gone there too. <laughs>
1: like, come on. Could you, could you imagine? We were speculating on the Patriots' <laughs> weapons without Gronkowski. Could you imagine if they roll out Edelman, Josh Gordon, and Antonio oh, Brown? game over again. It's game over again. It,
0: it just is. And I and I I was the guy last year when Josh Gordon went down. I'll own it. I said, man, I do not like how that. I think this is going to really hurt their chances in the playoffs. I really did. I thought this was the end for them. And then Gronk showed up in those last couple games and was Gronk enough to get by. But yeah, man, I, let me tell you something. I, the number's 43 in this uh, Raiders game, though. I, I, I think we take the under here,
1: don't you? I'm going to, t- I'm going to use that word more often, Gronk enough. Yes. He I, gronk, I, I, enough. Gronk, enough. gronk enough. I want to Gronk enough. Yeah, I, <laughs> he I did. agree. He wasn't
0: Gronk of old. Anyone who thinks that, that's, then they weren't watching Gronk of old. But he, was, he did enough in those, in those playoff games To be a factor, and that's what that's what they needed desperately when Gordon went down.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I I love the under here. This is one of the games I really love. I love the under. I think it's going to be a slop fest. I I don't think the Raiders are going to execute on offense. They're going to be in disarray, especially without their king receiving piece there. Josh Jacobs' first game as a rookie. Denver strong defense, the pass rush. I, I like the under here.
0: All right. So it's that time. Mike Randall and I are going to give you our upset specials, and Mike's going to give you his favorite prop bet of the weekend. So Mike, you are the guest. You are our first, uh, first shot out of the gate. The board is yours. I want to give you the board. So where are you going for your upset special this week?
1: I really like Buffalo. I think the bills are for real. I think that McDermott's doing a fantastic job. I like the way their offense looked in the preseason. John Brown can go deep. Cole Beasley on the the short routes. I know the line's not huge here, but it's still a road game within the division. I'm going to take the bills over the jets to upset the jets. Now,
0: If you listen to the program already, you know, Mike and I see the same thing there. Uh, I agree 100% with that one. Mike disagrees with me on this next one, though, and that's fun because I think the Colts are going to go into the Los Angeles Chargers Stadium there, and they are going to shock everybody. And not only are they going to cover, but they're going to win outright. I'm telling you, it's we are the Titans. Remember the Titans? We are this. Whatever that rah-rah football nonsense is, us against the world. And the Chargers are missing a lot of pieces, so... For me, I think they're going to shock everybody and they're going to be the talk of the town. That's right. Because let's not forget, they were only a game or so away from the Super Bowl last year. The Colts have a pretty good roster. Yeah, they don't have Andrew Luck, but I think they can do enough. Mike, what's your favorite prop bet of the week where you're hitting this week?
1: The one I would look at here, and it's it's changing now, but the one I would look at is Marquise Goodwin receiving yards. I think Marquise Goodwin is going to have 100 yards receiving. He's going to smash his number wherever you're seeing it there, 60, give or take, depending on the line. I love Marquise Goodwin. He's a feast or famine play. He could get one of those big plays. He's Deshaun Jackson-esque there against Tampa with Jimmy G. The injuries to the wide receiving core. Love Goodwin to go over his receiving total wherever you can get it.
0: All right, look, this is just week one. We're just getting started, but you can follow my man here, Mike Randall at Randall Rant. Again, that's at Randall Rant all year for all of his content. He works a lot of places and does a lot of other shows, a lot of other stuff. So you do college football, right? You do college hoops. You do everything, right? Mike, you're like full service too, man.
1: Living the dream, man, just like you, you, grinding away.
0: <laughs> so uh, again, week one is in the books here. We hope everybody has some fun out there in the wagering. You can follow Mike on the Twitter machine at Randall Rant. You can follow me at Joe Pizza P seventeen, and follow us over here at Line Star app and check out all the tools here at Line Star app to help you with all these wagering things that you got going on. And if you uh, upgrade to the premium product, that's where it's at. That's where you get everything right on your doorstep. And after that, you have no excuses. I'm sorry. Don't look at me. No excuses. So for Mike, I'm Joey P. There's nothing left to do here except set down
1: win. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast NFL weekly wagering edition brought to you by LineStar app. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall.